Chapter 6, Hand to Hand. Jack and Annie climbed onto the rock ledge and stepped into the cave. The air inside was cleaner and cooler than the air outside. I can't see anything, said Jack. He patted the head of the baby kangaroo. Me neither, said Annie. Arf! Arf! I guess we'll have to follow Teddy's bark, said Annie. Let's hold hands. She held out her free hand to Jack. Jack took it. Then he put his other hand out and touched the wall. The joey moved in his pack. Jack and Annie walked into the darkness. Arf! Teddy kept barking, leading them on. Arf! 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 Suddenly, Jack felt something thump against his leg. He stopped and gasped. What is it? said Annie. Arf! It was Teddy. His tail was wagging and hitting Jack's leg. What is it, boy? Jack asked him. Teddy let out a howl. As he howled, an amazing thing happened. A white line began to glow in the air. The glowing line grew until it looked like a giant snake. Then, glowing handprints appeared below the snake. Jack felt Annie squeeze his hand. I think it's painted on the wall, she said. But what is it? whispered Jack. I don't know, said Annie. She let go of Jack and put her hand inside one of the painted handprints. Jack did the same. Despite the glowing painting, the rock felt smooth and cool. It almost seemed to breathe. A ghost-like whistling sound came through the darkness, then a loud boom. What's that? Jack quickly took his hand off the wall. The boom came again. It sounded like thunder, said Annie. Arf, arf. Teddy's leaving, said Annie. She grabbed Jack's hand. They turned back the way they had come and followed Teddy's barking again. Arf. They followed the little dog until they saw a flash of light. Lightning, said Annie. Lightning and thunder. We're at the front of the cave. Yay! Annie pulled Jack toward the mouth of the cave and out into a pouring rain. Chapter 7, Rain, Rain, Rain. Rain fell on Jack's head and on Joey's head. Rain fell on Annie's head and on Teddy's head and on the koala's head. Annie opened her mouth and drank the rainwater. Jack did the same. The water tasted better than any water he'd ever drunk. When Jack looked back at the woods, misty steam was rising from the charred ground and burning bushes. The heavy rain was putting out the wildfire. You'll be safe now, Annie said to the koala. I'll put you back in a nice gum tree. Then you can finish your nap. I see a tree that's not burned, said Jack. They walked over to the unburned gum tree. Annie placed the koala in the fork of two branches. Go back to sleep now, she said softly. Pretend the fire was all a dream. Good night, said Jack. The koala seemed to smile at them. Then he closed his eyes and went to sleep, as if he'd never been disturbed at all. Jack sighed and looked around. Man, he said, we were lucky that a storm came. Annie smiled. It wasn't just luck, she said. It was magic. Magic, said Jack. Yeah, the glowing hands and the snake, said Annie. Somehow they brought the storm. That doesn't make sense, said Jack. Joey stirred in his pack. Suddenly, Jack remembered something. Hey, we have to get Joey back to the place where his mom left him, he said, or she won't be able to find him. Where was that place, said Annie. I don't know, said Jack. He looked around at the gray, gray, rainy forest. Everything looked the same. Teddy can find the spot, said Annie. Without even a bark, the little dog took off across the wet, muddy ground. Once again, Jack and Annie followed him. Jack's back was beginning to hurt from carrying Joey. Arf! Arf! Jack and Annie caught up with Teddy. He stood over the Australia book. 
It was wet, but not burned. Hooray, we found it, said Annie. That's right, said Jack. I left our book in the spot where we found Joey. Once again, Teddy helped us out, said Annie. She patted the little dog's head. Thanks, Teddy, Jack said. He picked up the Australia book. The cover was wet, but the pages looked okay. The little kangaroo peeked out of his pack as Jack tucked the book under his arm. Don't worry, Joey, Annie said. We'll stay right here till your mom comes back for you. If she hasn't already come, Jack thought worriedly. Jack and Annie stood in the rain with Teddy and Joey and waited. They waited and waited. The rain turned to a drizzle. Then the drizzle turned to a light sprinkle. Still, they waited. Jack grew sadder and sadder. Maybe the mother kangaroo had come and left. Or maybe she had been caught by the dingoes. Or maybe she had been killed by the wildfire. Jack was afraid to look at Annie, afraid to say anything. I know what you're thinking, she said finally. Jack patted Joey's head and sighed. Let's wait a little longer, he said. If she doesn't come back soon, we'll take him home with... Arf! Teddy barked. Listen, said Annie. Jack listened. The sound was very faint at first, but then it grew louder. It was a squishy sound. It was a squashy sound. It was the sound of big feet slapping through mud. Chapter 8, The Rainbow Serpent The mother kangaroo bounded out of the trees. She landed 10 feet away from Jack, Annie, Teddy, and Joey. They were all still for a moment, as if they were all holding their breath. Then Joey tried to jump out of Jack's backpack. Hold on, said Jack. He put his pack on the ground. The little kangaroo leaped out. He leaped again, then again, and dived head first into his mother's pouch. Joey turned himself over inside the pouch. Then he peeked out at Jack and Annie. Yay, said Jack and Annie together. They laughed and clapped with relief. He looks happy to be home, said Annie. His mother looks happy too, said Jack. The mother kangaroo was gazing down at her Joey. She patted his head with her small paws. Then she looked at Jack and Annie with soft eyes. She's saying thank you to us, Annie said. You're welcome, Jack said. It was no problem, Annie told the kangaroo. You have a great Joey. The kangaroo gave a little nod. Then she bent over and used a front paw to pick up a small piece of bark from the wet grass. The kangaroo held the piece of bark out to Jack and Annie. Jack took it from her. Oh man, he whispered, it's our gift from a kangaroo. The kangaroo then sprang into the air. She bounded gracefully away through the charred forest. Thanks, called it Jack. Bye, called Annie. Good luck. Arf, arf, Teddy barked. The rain stopped as Jack studied the piece of bark. There was a tiny painting on it. It was just like the snake painting in the cave. I wonder what the snake means, said Jack. Jack opened the wet cover of the Australia book. He carefully turned the damp pages. He found a picture of the snake painting. Listen, said Jack. He read, The first people of Australia are called Aborigines. They have lived there for 40,000 years. Their myths take place in a time they call dream time. In dream time, there is a rainbow serpent who sends life-giving rain. Aborigine artists paint the rainbow serpent on cave walls or on pieces of bark. In special ceremonies, they sometimes honor the rainbow serpent by painting their handprints on the magic snake. See, said Annie, that explains everything. Explains what, said Jack. 
We put our hands on the painting of the rainbow serpent, she said. It was like a special ceremony. So the rainbow serpent sent the rain to put out the wildfire. Arf! Teddy barked. Jack frowned. But it's not a real creature, he said. It's in dream time, not real time. Annie smiled. Then how do you explain that, she said. She pointed at the sky. The rain clouds were gone. The sun had come back out. A rainbow curved across the blue Australian sky. Oh, man, whispered Jack. Though the air was warm again, he shivered. Teddy led us to the painting, said Annie. We should thank him. How did he know about the rainbow serpent in the cave? Jack asked. I told you, said Annie. He has a touch of magic. They looked down at the little dog. Teddy tilted his head and seemed to smile. Hey, we have all four gifts now, said Annie. Oh, yeah, said Jack. Let's go home and see if Teddy's spell is broken, said Annie. Arf, arf. Jack put the bark painting and the Australia book in his pack. Then they all headed through the wet, steamy forest in the direction of the treehouse. I hope the treehouse didn't get burned, he said. They went past the clearing, past the gum trees and bushes. The treehouse was waiting for them. It's still here, said Annie. She grabbed the rope ladder and started up. Jack put Teddy in his pack and followed. Inside the treehouse, Teddy wiggled out of the pack. He pawed the Pennsylvania book. Arf, arf. Okay, okay, said Jack. He pointed at a picture of the Frog Creek Woods. I wish we could go there. Over the rainbow, said Annie. And the wind started to blow. The treehouse started to spin. It spun faster and faster. Then everything was still. Absolutely still. Chapter 9. What, boy? Welcome back, came a soft, lovely voice. Jack opened his eyes. It was Morgan. They hadn't seen Morgan in a long time. Morgan, cried Annie. She threw her arms around the enchantress. Jack jumped up and hugged Morgan, too. It's good to see you both, said Morgan. Arf, arf. And it's good to see you, too, Morgan said, smiling at the little dog. Look, said Annie. She reached into Jack's pack and pulled out the piece of painted bark. A gift from a kangaroo. We have all four gifts now, said Jack. Good work, said Morgan. She picked up their first gift. It was the pocket watch from the Titanic. Once upon a time, there was a boy who wasted time, Morgan said. This watch teaches him that time is very precious. It must be used wisely. Morgan picked up their second gift, the eagle's feather from the Lakota Indians. Sometimes the boy was afraid to stand up for himself, she said. The eagle's feather teaches him that a small creature can be one of the bravest. Morgan picked up the lotus flower from the forest in India. Sometimes the boy did not respect nature, she said. This flower teaches him that nature holds many wonders. Morgan picked up the piece of bark with the painting of the rainbow serpent. Sometimes the boy didn't want to study other times and places, she said. This painting teaches him there is mystery, magic, and wisdom in the, in the traditions of ancient peoples. What boy? Jack asked. Who are you talking about? asked Annie. Morgan didn't answer right away. She placed her hands on Jack's and Annie's shoulders. Thank you, she said, for helping this boy learn his lessons. Thank you for breaking the spell. What boy? Jack asked again. Arf! 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 Jack and Annie looked over at Teddy. 
Then something magical happened. In a flutter of time, in the spin of a whirlwind, Teddy was changed. He was no longer a dog. He was a boy. Chapter 10, Dream Time. The boy was on the ground on his hands and knees. Meet my young helper from Camelot, said Morgan. The boy glanced up. He had a friendly freckled face and twinkly dark eyes. His hair was the same color that Teddy's fur had been. He looked a bit older than Jack, about 10 or so. Am I back? He asked. You're back, said Morgan. The boy leaped up and hugged her. Thank you, he cried. And I hope next time you'll ask before trying the spells in my spell book, said Morgan. The boy grinned sheepishly. I promise. Then he looked at Jack and Annie. I accidentally changed myself into a dog, he said. Annie laughed. But at least I got to have exciting adventures as a dog, he said. You were a great dog, said Annie. We liked you as Teddy. What's your real name? If you like, you can keep calling me Teddy, the boy said. Or how about Ted? Okay, Ted, said Annie. Jack just nodded. He was still in shock. Ted is training to work in my library at Camelot, said Morgan. He has a rare gift for magic. Cool, said Annie. You, you helped us a lot, Ted, said Jack, finally finding his voice. Oh no, it was both of you who helped me, said Ted. You helped break the spell, and I found new stories to take home. You did, said Annie. Ted nodded. The story of the Titanic, the story of White Buffalo Woman, the story of the Wounded Tiger, and the story of the Rainbow Serpent, he said. I'll write them down as soon as I get home, so people can read them in Morgan's library. And home is where we must go now, I'm afraid, said Morgan. Oh, said Annie sadly. That's too bad. Yeah, said Jack. He was sad too. I know we will meet again someday, said Ted. I hope so, said Jack. Me too, said Annie. Bye. She started down the ladder. Jack pulled on his pack. With a heavy heart, he followed. When they got to the ground, they looked up. Morgan and Ted were at the window. They both seemed to glow in the late afternoon light. The magic treehouse will return for you soon, said Morgan. I promise. She waved, and they waved back. Goodbye, Jack and Annie, she said. Arf, said Ted. In a flutter of time, in the spin of a whirlwind, the magic treehouse was gone. For a long moment, Jack and Annie stared at the empty tree. Ready for dinner? Annie asked softly. Jack nodded. He felt dazed as they walked silently through the Frog Creek woods. When they came to their street, the sun was setting. A flock of blackbirds flew through the silvery pink sky. Annie broke their silence as they headed for their house. We had great adventures with Teddy. I mean, Ted, didn't we? She said. Yeah, said Jack. It was like... He searched for the right words. Like, like living in dream time, said Annie. Yeah, said Jack. He smiled. That was exactly what it was like. The end. The Rainbow Serpent. In Aborigine myth, the Rainbow Serpent not only brings rain, but also helped create the world. At the beginning of time, the Rainbow Serpent awoke from sleep and pushed through the Earth's crust. As it traveled over the empty land, it left behind deep tracks. The rainbow serpent called to the frogs to come out from beneath the earth. It tickled the frogs' bellies, and when they laughed, water poured from their mouths. The water filled the rainbow serpent's tracks, making rivers and lakes. 
grass grew, then all creatures, birds, lizards, snakes, kangaroos, koalas, and dingoes woke up and took their places on the earth.